all you listeners out there. We are back again with the Weekly Impact Podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us again. As always, I am Brent Smith, and I'm joined by Pastor Daniel Yelverton and Michael Miller. Uh, guys, today... <laughs> yeah, I know. Thanks for the wave, Michael. <laughs> today is Tuesday, July 2nd, so we're only a couple days away from Independence Day, so an early happy 4th of July to all of you guys out there and gals. Um, and today our chapter is Philippians 4, so we have moved into the book of Philippians, and um, do you guys want to, either one of you guys want to give us some context on Philippians? Philippians. I know that we've been sure. in it. I think this is our third time around now. You know, since this is our third time around, it's interesting. I, I've always kind of looked at it as, you know, the book about joy, you know, especially joy in the midst of, of suffering. And uh, But I, I watched the Bible Project video, and, and I noticed they have a different perspective. And, and they, they look at a few verses in the middle of chapter 2 and, and really make it more of a, a gospel-centric um, book, but I—I I mean, it is a gospel-centric book, and it is about the gospel. But I think the idea that 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 Paul brings forth in this book or this letter is that we have joy because of our hope in the gospel. Mm-hmm. So, like everything comes back to you know the fact that we have you know we have hope in in, in Jesus. Yeah, I think that Paul does a great job of um, <clears throat> of uh, just. Basically, he's integrated the gospel completely into his life. And so, uh, despite his circumstances, he's going to have a gospel-centered uh, view, you know. And so, he's in jail. He's in prison, you yeah. know. and But he has a gospel-centered view. People are talking bad about him, but he's got a gospel-centered like point of view. He's looking back at all of his past mistakes and some of the accomplishments that he's made, but he's he's got a gospel-centered view, yep. you know, according to that. And then, even when he just closes the letter, uh, he closes it with encouragement about... Um, you know, how he's been blessed, how his contentment and then encouragement on what to deal with, like other things that we deal with, like worry and mm-hmm. uh, different challenges that we face. And, and so I think that it's a it's a cool personal letter, you know, because Paul's really kind of sharing a little bit about his heart and his own personal like introspective into like you know how he's viewing his situation yeah. and how he wants to encourage yeah. the Philippians in that and so I think that's kind of makes Philippians a little bit of a unique um, letter because it doesn't really have a theme or like an objective like Paul's objective in Galatians was that they would understand the gospel so that they wouldn't be influenced by the Judaizers and so um, and and so I think that in Romans is more of a hey let's lay out what the gospel means and then now what it looks like to apply it to your life. And this is kind of like Paul's just kind of saying, give him like a, Hey, what's up to the Philippians, but also encouraging them through his life and what he's experiencing. Now this is a no duh thing, but the more I read the, the, the letters of Paul, I realize that it is very gospel centric, not just Philippians, but everything he writes. And I, and the reason why I say that I, I kind of realize that is we, <laughs> We tend to look at these things thematically. You know, what is this book about? What is this book about? But every single time, he's, he tends to go back to the Gospels. Even when he's giving a bunch of rules. A lot of the times when he gives a bunch of rules, like in First and Second Corinthians, he, he brings it back to like the reason why that we're, we're doing these things is because of the Gospel. You know what I mean? So I just, I just think that's interesting that I'm, I'm finally getting it, I guess, <laughs> with Paul that, that <laughs> go figure... Paul isn't just a Third guy that time's a charm. To, you know? <laughs> Paul isn't just a dude that's wanting to tell us about the rules and how to run the church. Paul actually loves Jesus and he and he loves the story of Jesus and he wants to spread the story of Jesus and, and that's he writes about the gospel a lot. Yeah. And he writes about the gospel a lot here in 
Philippians. Yeah. So there's something in this that is, um, I feel like we need to preface with because he refers to it throughout this whole book. But Daniel and I were speaking earlier. Michael, if you want to talk about it, or Daniel. Um, but chapter two in this book is actually a poem that um, he has that is included in this this book, and it's kind of what the whole book is centered around. So before we get into the chapter, I wanted people to know that. So you guys, if you guys, one of you would give a little context on that that poem. Yeah. So it starts chapter two, uh, verse six. And I think it goes all the way down to verse 11. And it basically, it talks about, um, uh, I think what the, one of the things that Paul is doing is Paul is living like Jesus. And so he is kind of, Jesus modeled exactly what it looks like to live um, the way that uh, God designed us to, to be uh, humble, to be servants. Um, and, and so he's using Jesus as his mold. And so he's just saying, this is what Jesus did. And that's why I think this is a very central part. And he's because he talks about like, you know, we need to be complete in Christ. If there's any encouragement in Christ, you know, let us not look out for the uh, verse four talks about let us not look out for the, our own interest, but the interest for others and having this mind among us, which is yours in Christ. And so that's how he sets it up. He's like, we need to have this mentality that Christ had. And then he starts listing that Christ who was uh, in the form of God and who created everything through him, he didn't consider that uh his own rights he didn't consider the equality that he had with god something to be grasped or held on to and so he humbled himself in the form of a servant and so because of that then god has then exalted him as to the name that is above every name that and so there's he pulls uh some old testament uh kind of references he pulls some isaiah in there uh as when he's kind of creating this poem about jesus but he's basically centering everything around jesus's uh, life, what he represented, and now what God is doing uh, through Jesus uh, because of what he's done. And so everything kind of builds around that. Yeah. It's Our, like an explosion, like this gospel-centered thing in Philippians. In the beginning of this of this letter, it leads to that, that and everything following that is because of it. Because even there, he goes in, therefore, my beloved, you have always obeyed. So now, uh, not only as in my present, but much more in my absence. We got your own salvation with fear and trembling. Like the idea is because of this gospel, go do stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's awesome. All right. Thank you guys. So we'll go ahead and get into our reading for today. Now, now that you know where it's coming from, a little bit more about the background of it. <clears throat> so this is uh, Philippians 4 from the Dwell app, and we'll be right back. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, Stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. I entreat Euodia and I entreat Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts 
and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble, and you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving, except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father, be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. All right, guys, and we're back. That is Philippians 4 from the Dwell app. Sorry, we had to take another tape. I uh, Nailed it. (laughs) Yeah, another take. uh, We came back, and I was thinking about saying something about Philippi, and I said, guys, we're back. Uh, That was Philippians 4. So, uh, yeah, editing process now underway. Um, But anyway, guys, that's Philippians 4 from the Dwell app and from someone named Paul. And so uh, what do you guys want to get into? I think we should highlight the whole thing. Yeah, sounds the like whole thing. The yeah, awesome. this, yeah, this is one of those chapters in your, in your Bible that you have like every line highlighted in different colors, and then like little stuff written in the margins. It's a really <laughs> yeah. good chapter. You have about yeah. fifteen minutes. Yeah, I love. So, well, I, love I love. I love Philippians. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Philippians. Philippians. So let's actually talk about something spiritual. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, yeah, I I love this chapter. Um, I think there's so there's just verses in here that have been such a great encouragement for me personally um, all throughout it. And there's so much great principle here that Paul is just kind of 
finishing his letter to the Philippians in in uh, in a way to encourage them. And um, so for me, one that really sticks out is is Philippians six, where it says, "Do not be anxious," or in other translations, say, "Don't worry about anything," but in everything, in prayer and supplication, uh, with thanksgiving. Let your request be known to God, and and I love it because there is there's a pathway here for me in, in worry and anxiety. Yeah. Uh, worry and anxiety is I know something that we as a, our culture, um, it is it is a huge uh, has a huge impact on people, um, mental illnesses and different uh, things of the sort. And not that and the hard thing about this is that, or the complexity I should say with mental uh, issues, uh, anxiety, depression, different things like that, is that you can read something like this. And it, you can feel like you're doing it wrong. Like it's like, do not do this. You've done. You, this is the way you need to go and do this kind of thing. And I think that sometimes this needs to be handled with kind of a not not care, but really just with an understanding that this is not like you're doing it wrong. You're failing kind of thing. This is more. Hey, this is going to help you in your in your path of really working through some of your worry and anxiety. And I see that as Paul is giving us an opportunity to do two things here. One is just ask God. I mean, just to just to take whatever is weighing on you and give it to the Lord. Uh, that is something that Jesus uh, very much passed along to his disciples. He said, come to me, all you are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Uh, there, was, uh, there was something about putting the burdens and putting the things that we were dealing with on Jesus Uh we were not built to handle these things. We were not built to handle the weight of sin. We weren't. We just weren't constructed that way. And so that has had a toll on us. That has had a physical toll on us. It's had a mental toll on us. It's had a spiritual toll on us. And so Paul is saying, whatever this is, you know, whatever is bothering you, whatever you're worried about, whatever you're anxious about, give it to God. Because God knows it, one, he knows about it, mm-hmm. but he also knows the path to take, and he also knows how to walk with you in the process. I mean, Jesus did all of that. He, he, Jesus experienced humanity not only to be the sacrifice for us, like the perfect sacrifice for us, but now he is our advocate. He is our high priest, and he knows the weaknesses that we've experienced because he's walked in it. And so he, so he says, so, so whatever it is, give it to, the, give it to God, and then yeah. also thank him. And I think that's really important because what happens to me and what I've seen in other cases is is when we're worried or anxious, the present situation looms so big that it's almost tunnel vision. You you miss everything else around you. You you miss maybe what's going on around you and you see only the pressing situation, whether it's your finances, whether it's your marriage, whatever it may be, it it's so big that you can't you can't even wrap your mind around any of anything else. And so this process of, of thankfulness is helpful because what it does is it gives us a bigger perspective than the tunnel vision of our worry. Yep. It helps us pull back and we get to see like, man, God's actually been really good to me. I need to I need to look back and I need to understand that if God's been this good to me, that he's still going to be good to me even when I can't necessarily see it or wrap my mind around it right now. And so it helps shift perspective because Paul does that all throughout this book. He shifts the perspective. He takes the the pain that people have caused him and even the great things that he could probably boast in and he shifts his perspective on it. He takes people that are preaching in a way that's selfish and actually trying to hurt Paul and he tries to flip the perspective on it, you know? And so taking what you're worried about and taking the situation that seems so looming and, and giving yourself a, a greater perspective, a heavenly perspective, is 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 really gonna be very key and it's been really helpful for 
for me, but also uh, Lainey and uh, Lainey struggled with a lot of these things is to just kind of walk with this process of of releasing whatever it is to the Lord and then give, helping pull out that perspective of, man, if God did all of this for me, you know, I know he loves me. I know that, and it says that in Romans 8, Romans 8 is really great, especially if you're struggling with just like who you are in Christ and identity and different things like that. It'll, it will say like, you know, if he did all of this for you, he's for you. He loves you. He would not withhold anything from you. And, and so don't let your present circumstance define who God's, how God sees you and his love for you. And, and so that's for me, it's a process in working with worry. And this isn't like, you know, you're being terrible at it. If you worry or anxiety, God helps us with that. There's a guy that is, his kid is, he comes to Jesus and his son is, um, has epileptic seizures, seizures and throws himself into fire and tries to kill himself. And the father is just at his wits end, which I think we can relate with, maybe not with that particular situation, but there's times where at wits end. And he's like, Jesus, if you can just heal him, if you, if you can do this, please do this. And Jesus is like, if I can, of course I can. And he's like, and then it kind of looks like Jesus kind of like chastises him. And it says like, when he talks about like a faithless generation and he's like, do you really believe this? And the guy's like, I, I believe, but help my unbelief. And I love that because Jesus Great has compassion quote. on this guy. Yeah. And so so when you are struggling with the unbelief, when you are struggling with the worry, when you're struggling with the doubt, when you're struggling with that, know that Jesus is not scolding you. If anything, he wants to walk with you in the process of, of helping this. And I know I've talked a lot, but I wanted to say one more thing in regards <laughs> to this. And, and, he, and, and there's a promise at the end of this. There's a promise at the end of this process where it says, and then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, which would, which is going to be greater than your circumstance, which is going to be greater than the thoughts that are coming into your mind. The peace that God, uh, let surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I think that's very intentional about the two places that it guards. This peace will cover your thoughts. will cover the times when, when you feel so overwhelmed and so mentally fatigued and so just at wit's end, the peace will come in and your heart, when your heart races, when the desires or just the worry seems so out of control that you just feel like you have nothing else left, that that will cover your heart and your mind. And so my encouragement application A is going is that as you walk through this process, continue to ask for, pray for, and expect this peace to hopefully come and to just cover your heart and to cover your mind as you're dealing with your current situation. I got to say, but wait, there's more. Because this this verse, the verses four through nine are just so, they're so rich. There's things that we forget because you, cause you covered like uh, this this idea of giving it to God by prayer and supplication. You talked about the, the, the praise, rejoice in the Lord always, right? And again, I say rejoice, right? But like, that's that's what we normally hit. But there's some pieces that, Seem confusing, and I want to talk about that real quick. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. So here's the thing. We're giving it to God, and we're praising the Lord, but also to help with your anxiety. Do a, do a little bit of like, study is the wrong word, but getting in your Bible is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Being secure in, in your faith is a good thing. If you realize the Lord is at hand, the Lord is here. The Lord is with you. If you spend time with God, not just in prayer, but also with study, with learning, like the more that you can put into yourself uh, of God, 
Mm-hmm. Like the more learning that you can put, that, that's going to give you less worry and less anxiety because we have hope in Jesus. We've talked about how this is all about the gospel. Mm-hmm. The more we understand who Jesus is and the more we understand about the gospel and the hope that we have, the more we realize that, that we have eternal hope. And that really helps with anxiety. So that's one thing. And the other thing is he says, the final, finally, brothers, whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, worthy of praise, to think about these things. So when we get to, and, and I, I'm preaching to myself too, when we get to these points of anxiety, um, my wife does this very well. My wife She's able to, to think of the good things. She, and, and I tend to be the overthinking and overanalyzing, right? But she's able to focus on like a better future. She's focusing on the good things. She obeys this. So if, if we can combine all, like what Daniel said, you know, our, both our, our prayer and our praise, mm-hmm. and, we can, and we can also shift our focus on the positive, and we can you know, get our study life going and, and know God better, trust Him more, center our, our minds in the gospel, that's a pretty good, I'm not going to say cure for anxiety, right? But that's a pretty good help for anxiety. Yeah. And I mean, I think that you're absolutely right, Michael. I mean, taking all of this and absorbing all of this, making it your own. I mean, Philippians 3 talks about like how we actually can be, our, our life is hidden in Christ. Think about the reality of heaven. Think about all the things that we are seated with Christ in the heavenlies. And so like, there is so much to, there's so much power in, in the perspective that we have. You know, when we begin to focus on these things that are true and honorable and just, like finding, not, not it's not like finding the silver lining. And, and I get that about your, about your wife because, like, I'm the eternal optimist of our family, right? And Lainey's not, like, a pessimist, but she has, like, kind of that realist kind of, like, thing. And so I'm always, like, yep, throwing out this, like, crazy, like positive spin and sometimes it's just it's annoying and and she gets so frustrated (laughs) with it but like uh but i think that there is something powerful about what we think and what we allow our minds to dwell on i mean there's it's it shows and it will manifest itself physically you know and so um you can't control the first thought that comes into your mind but what you can do is capture that thought. It says, you know, Paul tells us to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. And so, like, to take that thought captive, to evaluate it through the lens and perspective of of the gospel, just like everything is centered in the gospel in this letter, to take it and evaluate it in that is going to be a practice that's going to going to be beneficial. It may not cure you, like you said, immediately of your worry and anxiety, but it's going to bring a dividend. It's going to bring a harvest that is going to actually, you'll see the effects. You'll see yourself becoming, man, I'm less affected by these things than I used to be. You know, I'm less, I'm, I'm less like driven to anxiety when I go through social media because it's not, it doesn't have the same hold on me. It doesn't have the same perspective on me uh, or I don't have the same perspective when it comes to that. And so I think that that, uh, um, that is going to be, you know, these these are just little, I think, helpful kind of small things that you can kind of do in the right direction. Yeah. So <clears throat> I love the way that God works and like ties things in in your life and has you go through certain certain experiences and then boom, something happens and it draws it out of you. So I just had that a minute ago and I wanted to share this with you guys. I thought it was really cool with this conversation. Michael, you're talking and you're, you're talking about your wife and how she she's the one that focuses on the positive, right? Right. And my mind because I grew up spending a lot of time with my grandparents and they love to listen to Perry Como. Do you guys know who he is? Most people do from like Christmas music and stuff, but he's like almost like an old crooner kind of guy, like Frank Sinatra ish kind of stuff. Okay. 
and he had a song called Accentuate the Positive. Have you guys ever heard that song? No. No. So, it, it, and I'll play it at the end. I'll make it our outro music okay. this week. But it's like, you got to accentuate the positive. And I was like, what's the next line? So this song, I'm going to read this to you guys. It's really, really cool. And like, I love the, the way that it ties into what we're talking about here. But the song says, uh, accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative. Accentuate the pos- positive and latch on. You got to... Um, and latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between, it says. like you know. Um, but uh, you got to spread joy to the maximum, bring gloom down to the minimum, and have faith, amen, or pandemonium's liable to walk upon the scene. To illustrate my last remark, Jonah in the whale, Noah in the ark. And what did they do? What did they do just when things looked so dark? What did they do? Man, they said you better accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative, and latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between. Uh, to That's illustrate good. his last remark, Jonah and the whale, it goes back into that again. And what did they do? Um, so I just thought like, that's really, really cool. Yeah. So I'm going to make that our outro music this week, but it's, it, I mean, it's a very simple way to say it, but this is good stuff. Accentuate the positive in your life and so, eliminate the negative. So we've really hit anxiety. It's, it's, it's interesting because I didn't expect us to go take, take that turn, but this is good. We've talked about, um, you know, making sure that we, that we praise God, which that helps us with our anxiety because we, we, we get the positives out, right? And that we, and Daniel talked about how we should pray and give it to God. And I talked about the gospel and reasonableness and then focusing on the positive where, where Brent also talked about. Now, another part of this that, that I just caught from this that I didn't catch before, because sometimes it, when it seems like things don't transition well, maybe we're not reading it right. So when we see this first part, we see this, these two ladies are, they're, they're having a, a fight or something, right? So when, when we're looking at this anxiety, what are they anxious about? Hmm. I, I have a feeling that's what the chapter starts with. They're probably anxious about this argument that's happening, right, between these people. And then we see something interesting. Um, yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together. So we have all these things that we've talked about for anxiety, but guess what else we need? We need each other. Yeah. Paul is asking, hey, help these women right so we're not alone in this stuff if if you if you're experiencing a high level of anxiety yes go to god pray about it praise the lord seek the positive think about the gospel study do all these things to help you through read a book right these are all good things but reach out yeah you know cuz cuz there are people that that love you and and look sometimes this anxiety turns from 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 anxiety to depression and these things roll in on each other and and it's you feel like you're you're too much of a burden to others you know that you don't want to talk like oh, they don't want to. there are people like us around this table that would love to talk to you mm-hmm. man that the the fear of being a burden man silences people and it's the worst i mean it, it is like an absolute lie from the enemy because we are, as believers, we are commanded to carry one another's burdens. You know, I mean, like, that's what it says in Galatians 6. We were just in Galatians. Bear one another's burdens, and then you will fulfill the law of Christ. And I think that's so cool because there is a there is a unique opportunity when, when you get to bear someone else's burden. You get to be, you get to follow in the footsteps of Christ, and you get to be obedient towards Christ. So there's like, there's like a blessing. So instead of... I, 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 and, and instead of feeling like you're hurting somebody, you're actually robbing them of a blessing if you don't take the opportunity to just share what's going yeah. on in your life. 
because that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to exhort and to encourage each other. We're supposed to be uh, helping each other along in the process. The body is of many members, and it functions well when it's all functioning well together. If you have a part of your body that's hurting, the rest of your body hurts, you know, and so don't hurt alone. Don't allow, don't allow the enemy to just say that you're going to burden people with your issues and, and then not get that opportunity to one, have somebody be blessed by the fact that they get to bear one of your burdens, but also the, the body hurts even if you're not letting it known that it's hurt because the body's still suffering regardless because we're all linked together under Christ. And so I think that that's, that is huge, Michael, to make yeah. sure that we, man, we stay together in that. And Paul felt it. Paul felt this whole unity. Paul felt this encouragement from other people. At the beginning of Philippians, he's talking about life or death, right? He's talking about, you know, whether being executed or, or being, um, you know, let go, like like the situation that he may have been in. And, and he it was, it was others that kept him in it, right? He wanted to serve others. But at the backside here of this, we see the end. That But Paul talks about, how others have affected him. Here at verse 12, he says, I, it's so funny, we, we quote these all the time, but we don't see this in the, in the right lens. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Yet, see that's where we stop. Yet, it was kind of you to share my trouble. And you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered partnership with me and giving and receiving except you only. So like these Philippians, they have been with it, been with Paul through thick and thin, and he's thanking them for helping him to get through. Mm-hmm. He's talking about anxiety. And at the back end of this, he's saying, look, I've been through anxiety too. And my partnership with you has helped me through. Mm-hmm. So yes, pray. Yes, praise Yes, think of the positives. Yes, you know, study, do all these things, but partner up with people because we can help you get through. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. And I think that, and I think it's like, I'm glad you went through uh, Philippians 4.13 because one of the probably most quoted Bible verses, but also like taken out of context, sure. uh, I would say. And I think that when Paul's talking about contentment here, um, it is, it's that perspective shift. It's not because Christ strengthens me, I can do all of these things. It's regardless of the circumstance. Yeah, we act like it's a superpower. Because of Christ, I can lift tall buildings, or I can lift I, buildings. I, know. I can I can leap buildings in a single bound. No, that's not that's not it. Yeah, it's not that. It's it's anything. It's like, it's that the things that come against us that are bigger than us. It doesn't. We have we have the strength of Christ to be able to face it, and we face it together, like you said. And I just love that. And and I think that God is the one. Um, one of my favorite things is just the way this chapter ends. Is that. Uh, that God supplies everything that we need, everything that we need. So whatever you're facing right now, whatever you're working through, whatever anxiety you're facing, whatever fear you're facing, God supplies the needs from his glorious riches that are in Christ Jesus. We have all of that available to us, but I think that there is a, there is a way for us to do this as we support each other together, as we thank God for all he's been doing in our life, and as we just try to try to not allow our mind to just tunnel vision our perspective into our current situation. And, and we'll be in, you know, Christ, we have so much available to us through the body of Christ. So 
um, I would encourage you, just like Michael said, to, to, to get connected. You know, if you got something going on, if you're struggling with something, connect with one of us, connect with somebody that you trust, connect with somebody that you know uh, is following Jesus and, and would love and support you in that process because we can do so much better together. I mean, that's that's our vision. Yep, that's where we are. That's our vision series right now. We're, we're currently just speaking a vision into our church, and that's the theme. We can do better together. We can do more together. We can heal together. You know, we can be content together. We can walk through worry, anxiety, depression, all these things together. Amen. Yeah. Preach it, brother. <laughs> so, guys, we'll go ahead and wrap up with that. Um, I'll pray us out today. Um, as we get into the prayer here, I just, um, there's, there's something in here. I they always you, you hear the scripture that you were starting to speak on uh, that you spoke on when we first started the podcast. If I could speak today, um, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So supplication, I don't know exactly what that means, and I know if I don't know it, other people probably don't know it either. Um, and and that's kind of where I feel like my job is on this podcast. So um, supplication is the action of asking or begging for something earnestly or humbly. So as we get into the prayer today, I just wanted to um, clarify that with you guys um, before Thanks, we go man. into it and and pray from that perspective. So um, Heavenly Father, um, we do come to you earnestly and humbly. Um, and we ask that you would, would help us to be able to do that each time that we come to you, God. Whether we're asking for help or whether we're coming to you to give you praise, um, whether we're doing it by ourselves or we're doing it corporately, Father, whether it's in prayer or worship, Anytime that we have relationship with you, Father, let us come to you earnestly and humbly and understand that you are worthy of it all. Um, so, Father, we just ask you today um, and always to, to be with your people, um, to continue to bless those, um, those who are children of yours, which is everyone in this world, Father. Um, those who don't know you, we ask that they would find you, that um, they would come in contact with, with either you directly or with, with someone who is a part of your body. Um, that is living out their life in the way that Paul lived his out um, and, and selflessly taking your kingdom and who you are to other people. Uh, but Father, we just ask you to um, to be with us and we ask you to um, continue to help us grow in relationship with you and relationship with one another as your people, as your community, Father. At this church, we are called to uh, to be a part of your community and that's what we want to do, God. So we do, we come to you humbly and earnestly asking you to, to give us all that we need and, and asking you to help us develop a trust in you so that we don't have this life filled with anxiety and fear so that we can focus more on the positive. And as, as Paul said in this, this scripture, in this, um, this chapter that we were on today, God, that he can find contentment in any situation because he has been through everything as your servant and he knows that you are faithful and that you will provide him with everything that he needs. Help us to get there, Father. And as we get there, help us to focus on the positive, to accentuate the positive. So, Father, we just thank you and we lift you up. And we hope that all that we have done here today and all that we continue to do glorifies your name and takes who you are and your love to the people. So, Father, thank you. In your name, amen. Amen. All right, guys, that's going to finish us up for today. Um, so... I am just going to say, as always, go out there and be Jesus to each other. Uh, I want to go ahead and plug that song in today to have a different outro music for us. Whenever that kind of stuff comes up, I want to uh, want to uh, kind of switch things up a little bit for you. And um, honestly, 
get a little bit of my grandparents on this podcast. Nice. <laughs> a little bit of Perry Como. Anytime that we can tie to them or I can tie to them, it always brings my heart joy because they're part of the reason that I'm a believer. They, they raised me up taking my sister and I to church. And um, so this, obviously, having this song in here will be something kind of special to me um, to honor them as well. But, guys, thank you so much for listening again. Um, until we talk to you next week, try to focus on what we talked about today. Try to focus on on um, all these things that Paul spoke about in this letter. But focus on, on being content in all situations. Focus on um, finding the positive in every situation. And... Um, just take that out to the world because I promise you and you do those things that's a huge part of how the light shines through you to the world people will see it you will be a strange and peculiar creature because you are finding the positive in a situation so until next Tuesday you guys take care of each other we'll talk to you then Mr. In-Between. No, don't you mess with Mr. In-Between.